Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life. From your finances, to your family, to your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. Our mission at the Pure Worship Podcast is to help you discover or rediscover that walking and talking full of purpose connection with God, that you might also empower others in the same way. So be encouraged and join the conversation as we go on the journey together. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, you can jump in on the conversation with Josh and I as we discuss the topic of intimacy before ministry. I'm telling you, we all know there are tons of roadblocks to living for God and growing closer to Him. But today, we're going to talk about one of the big ones, yet one of the lesser known, lesser discussed issues that so often stands in the way of the believer. And that is the temptation to put ministry for God before intimacy with God. A couple things to expect. I unpack the misnomer that if we do something great, we will become someone great. And Josh adds the one-two punch by attacking our great tendency to attempt to do great things in order to gain God's approval instead of simply doing great things because we have God's approval. All right, so let's pray and we'll get into it. Father, we submit our lives to you today knowing we have missed it in many areas. But we thank you for being a redeemer of all things, that you never give up on us and you always offer real correction and real direction as we seek first your kingdom. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's dive in as we get started with our conversation entitled Intimacy Before Ministry. Man, dude, we got a good one today. It's a doozy, man. It is, it is. Do we want to? I think we want to. I think it's timely. I think it's needed. It is, it is. You know, some of the stuff is pretty intense. I mean, uh, I, I don't know, man. I think God is, I feel like God is is um, increasing. You know, we know that the in many ways in our world that the darkness is increasing. Yeah. Evil is increasing. Uh, seems like sometimes our world is going nuts, but what we've also seen is that the, the power of God is increasing. Amen. We're seeing the spirit of God move over the world, over the earth, like we have never seen it before. Mm-hmm. More people are giving their hearts to Christ. More Muslims are getting saved. More people all over the world are giving their hearts to Christ. And there's miracles happening and, and more, more God stuff is happening at the same time. Right. Yep. So it's this kind of separation that's happening. And, and I think God is making it clear it's there's not so much room in the middle anymore yeah for the lukewarm thing happening you know it's like you got to kind of choose am i going to do this or am i not going to do it so i guess that's what this podcast is going to be a little bit it's going to be a little bit of a uh you know it's kind of punchy in the gut a little bit in the spiritual gut uncomfy <laughs> 
but something that we need. Um, yes. Well, I mean, at least you need. I know. No, I'm just kidding. You shut shut your mouth, Jeff. Jeff Dio, you you shut it. Oh my goodness! Like seriously, this is this is coming from honestly. All this stuff, a lot of this, the awakening, pure worship, all this is just a path that I've been on, and and I'm now sharing this path with path with you. uh, But where God's been transforming my heart, awakening my heart toward Him, and there's these little roadblocks that I've found that seem to be in the way. And one of them is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, it's such a huge deal. Um, we'll talk about it in the sense, uh, kind of kind of like this, where it's just so important for us to understand that the work of the ministry cannot come before the pursuit of intimacy. Yeah. We cannot exchange, and there's such a temptation for all of us, me and you included, mm-hmm. to get our identity out of what we do. Especially me and you, man. Jeez. Oh, man. I mean, right? Yes. I, as we were even just talking about getting ready for this, man, my heart was so pricked. Like, I'm seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm excited about this podcast, but I'm sober about it because yep. I, I think this is really customized for me. And hopefully, you know, people who are listening will just really get impacted as well. But man, this is just to be totally transparent. This is probably my biggest battle sure in in my life is exalting the work of the ministry over Mm -hmm. intimacy with jesus so man just kind of unpack this for us yeah absolutely uh and it really is something that we all battle i battle every day even as we make this podcast like this podcast is the work of the ministry yeah and so and it's a good thing yeah it's a good thing we are talking about god we are helping people we are encouraging people there are people i believe that are listening right now who need a touch from the lord Mm -hmm. and because of the work that you and i are sitting here doing we are going to bless them and god is going to move and he's going to pour through us as vessels as conduits right so it's such an important thing there's you can go scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture that's telling us to do to share to to uh share the gospel to go to to uh, touch the widow touch the orphan uh, set the captives free I mean, there's all these actions, right, that come that are so important for us. But when we begin to put those things before the one thing, which is intimacy with God, then ministry begins to trump intimacy Mm. and we begin to lose our first love. And we'll get into some of that. Uh, One of the things that I, as the Lord was kind of prompting my heart, probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I started thinking about this stuff. And I realized there's this backwards thing that starts happening, right? I mean, I I think part of it is just, I had a whole bunch of people coming up to me. I'd I'd be at a concert somewhere or leading worship and and an event and somebody would come up and they would say, man, Jeff, what what do I need to do to do what you do? Right. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's a lot of do's, first (laughs) of all. That's a do, do, do. (laughs) But, you know, so then I would kind of like play with them just a little bit. I'd be like, hey man, like seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. That sounds real great. (laughs) Sounds real great. And they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, of course, of course. But no, seriously, Jeff, like what do I do? Because I want to do what you do. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's cool. That's cool. No, seriously, Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom. And then of course I would laugh a little bit. We'd have a good laugh. And then we talk about, we kind of unpack that a little bit. 
What happens, what I've found is that there's this reverse thing that happens. We begin to seek to do, because people, we want to do something. I mean, if I asked everybody on this, that's listening to this podcast right now, do you want to do something great for God? I mean, unless you're just hiding under a rock somewhere, people are like, well, yeah, man, of course, you know, sign me up, like, give me a dream, help me. I want to do something great for God. But when that becomes the first thing, we are in trouble. Yeah. So often what happens is we begin to seek the doing so that we can uh, build an identity. So that we, and I, the, the idea is that if we will do something great, then we'll become something great mm-hmm. or we'll become someone great. As a result of our doing, then we'll become something great. Now, the, the crazy thing about it is it actually works exactly the opposite in the kingdom. I mean, you know this. So I started going backwards and I started with, well, okay, we know this and you've heard this said before. We know that we're not human doings. Right. We're human beings. So we're called to be first. So I started with that and I went, wait, 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 wait. No, the Holy Spirit started backing me up just a little bit more. Being is way more important than doing. In fact, doing flows out of being. But it's, there's even a couple steps before that. The Bible calls us to do Matthew 6, like I was sharing uh, with uh, my friends who came up and talking to me. And it calls us to seek him first. Yeah. Seek first him, first his kingdom. Um, in, in, in Jeremiah uh, 29, it tells us if we seek him, we will find him if we seek him with all of our hearts. So it's a beginning. You know, this is a first step. What's the first step? We seek God. Yeah. And in seeking God, then we begin to know God. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this some more on, on other podcasts, but, but knowing God is that one thing, you know, right? Fellowship, awakening, pure worship, intimacy with the Father, those things. But what is beautiful about this is as you seek him, you begin to know him. Correct. And then you begin begin to become like him. So you seek, then you know, and then you become. And out of those three things, now you're empowered to do all of the many, 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 many do's that he's called us to do, you know, to to fulfill the kingdom of God, to to build the kingdom of heaven. So it's this reverse thing. And we've got to stop, if I can just say it right at the beginning, we've got to stop seeking to build who we are by what we do and do out of who we already are. Yes. We, who, who God has called us to be, who he says we are. We are sons. We are daughters. We are intimate with the father. We have relationship with the father. And then out of that is going to flow incredible doing. If you think about it, man, like somewhere always down the road, this gets flipped. I think it's probably one of the enemy's biggest tactics is to flip this whole paradigm upside down and around to where we're constantly working to try to get God's approval. Yes. Dude, I'm serious. I've been in ministry right, like, I don't know how long I started preaching. I was 16, but I always, always, I revert back to this thing where yep. I gotta, I gotta do this and I gotta do this and I gotta do this. I gotta go reach the world, yep. preach the gospel, do this stuff. And then maybe my father will accept me. Yes. And a couple podcasts ago, I was talking about just an encounter I had with the Lord of honestly, I didn't say this in the podcast the, the, the last time, but I said, I was seeking after the Lord. I was driving and I said, God, I need to know the strategy for my ministry. What's going on? I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. So bring me to the secret place. Yeah, and we were talking yeah, about the yeah. secret place a couple of times yeah. ago. I said, bring me to the secret place. And then 
I mean, just like a surprise out of nowhere. I just see this vision of the Lord grabbing me and holding me. Hmm. And, and, wow. and he said, son, this is the strategy. This is the strategy. But Jeff, I was seeking him to try to do yep. instead of seeking him yep. to just seek him, to, yes. to, to know his heart, to know his yep. ways, to know his passion for me and for the world. Like just to have a relationship, but I was so in do mode and yes. that's why I was going to him. Yes, yes. Like how jacked up is that? Instead of just, I just want to go and lavish my love on Jesus. Yep. And then out of that, then the ministry will come. But yes. th that's how jacked up I am, Jeff. I'll wow. just, I mean, and, but I think we there's so many people that, that, yeah, we're we all that way. We all wrestle with that because we really, I mean, we live in a culture where you are affirmed. I mean, what's the first thing that you ask somebody when you first meet them? What do you do? Yeah. I mean, it's the it's just it's how we identify it's each other. Response. Oh, I'm a plumber. Yep. Oh, I'm a accountant, an accountant. I'm a banker. I'm a, you know, and this is how we identify ourselves yeah. by what we do. Yes. What do you ask a kid who's getting ready to go to college? Well, Maybe. you normally say, "What are you going to be when you grow up?" or something like that. But really when you say be, you mean do. Yeah. What are you going to do? What is going to be your identity when you grow up? Yeah. And it's going to be attached to what your major is in college and then what job you get. Young man, what do you want to do with your life? I mean, <laughs> totally. It is. It's, it's graduation season or, yes. you know, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but right now we're in the midst of that. And I'm asking the kids, well, what are you going to do with your life? Yeah. And so I, I actually... Prior to the book, I wrote a blog called, I think it's called Steering Clear of Doo-Doo. Oh, <laughs> because you find yourself in a pile of crap <laughs> when you constantly are seeking to do, 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 yeah. do, do, and you're driven by this. And so God, and you know, somebody might say, well, gosh, Jeff, I mean, I feel like I can find so many scriptures to back up all the doing that needs to happen. And dude, I agree. There's a, there's a million of them out there, but we want to get, we want to flip the script on it a little bit and we want to help bring some scriptures that help provide perspective yeah. so that we understand that doing does not come first, but it comes last. In fact, you're talking about, and I, I talk about this a lot, this, this type of analogy makes sense. So many times we're always reaching for the fruit. Yeah. instead of planting the seed. Mm. And so when we seek to know, to be, to do, it, we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're planting the seed of relationship with the Father, which then grows up into a healthy tree that produces the fruit of ministry. Yeah. Right? So, but let's look at a couple of scripture passages. Uh, you got one you want to look at? Well, first? man, in light of that, of just growing in maturity and stuff like that, this is John 15. I mean, you guys know this scripture, but if we really think about this, this is exactly what Jeff's talking about. I am the true vine and my Father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that doesn't produce fruit, he removes. Okay, so that, I think I think we even tack onto that verse and we're like, oh, well, you know, we got to produce fruit. We got to yep. try really hard. Yep. And he prunes every branch that, that uh, already produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. But listen, guys, here it is. Verse four, remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Dude, I know there's more to that. So good. Let's I, unpack that. Rich. I mean, and I forgot you were even going to go to that with yeah. the whole tree, plant the seed yep. and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So imagine, right? God's the trunk, right? And he's the, he's the source of this thing. He's the vine and we're the branch. And yet 
somehow that remain in me and I remain in you thing, that is what we're talking about, right? It's intimacy. intimacy. That's yeah. in one word, that's what it is. Whoa, so we need to pause here for a sec just so we can try to process everything that's being said. I mean, our whole life we've been measured by our doing and now we're trying to uproot it all so that we can put being first? Yikes, oh God, help us. Even so, know that you will never regret spending more time with God. And if you need to, you're invited today to push the restart button if you've been putting ministry above friendship with God. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why I wrote my new book, Awakening Pure Worship, that just came out on September 18th. Remember, if you'd like to get a copy of the book, you can get yours by shopping at Barnes Noble, Books A Million, or even, of course, Amazon. And I've got some good news. If you love your Kindle, there's a digital version for you. And believe it or not, if you would rather stick my voice in your ears and have me read it all to you, you can purchase your audiobook today through Audible. One more thing, if you would like a personalized autographed copy, you can order that right from my website, jeffdo.com. That's J-E-F-F-D-E-Y-O.com. And you'll have one with your name on it within just a few days. So as we get back to the conversation, Josh breaks down John 15 and the importance of allowing works and obedience and ministry to flow out of the relational phrase, remain in me. And I tackle the issue of the origin of the term PK and how it's connected to parents who do ministry at the expense of relationship with God and with their kids. So strap in, hold on and dig in as we get back to the Pure Worship Podcast. And just to keep going here a little further, I love this. Verse 9. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. Mm. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Dude, it's meant to be a joy in his yes. presence. And so so much, so many times for me, I get into the doing and try to, mm, I'm going to pop the fruit out yeah. and it steals my joy. And <laughs> Sorry, that was... Uh, <laughs> I'm moving. Glad, I'm moving. glad there's no cameras running. Oh, wait, there are. There are. Anyways. <laughs> moving right along, Jeff. But that, Moving? Oh, anyway, sorry. Oh, Jesus. No, but seriously, this, this, I mean, if, if all we did was talk about that one phrase, remain yeah. in me. Because you could even misread the obedience part in there, right? Mm -hmm. Obey my commands. Oh, that's works. That's doing. Yes, but that is a fruit of intimacy with the Father as well. Yeah. In fact, it's impossible to obey the Father if you don't have a relationship with right. Him. It's just the fruit of it, right? Yep. So if we're talking about awakening pure worshiping people, we're saying the step one is remain in me. Yes. Right? Plugged in. Yep. Because if you take that branch, what we do is we take our little branch and we break it off and we run over here to try to do stuff. Yep. And he's saying, look, you have to stay connected to me because yeah. none of the work that you do over here without me is going to amount to anything. In fact, it will not be kingdom work at all. You cannot bear fruit if you're not attached exactly. to the vine. Again, guys, you guys know this stuff. This is, you know, common, just basic Christian stuff. Yep. But for me, guys... 
the application of this, it's extremely hard. Yes. And I think it's, again, the enemy wants to keep us from that. So this is something that's really good. Well, and the question you ask is, and I would ask everybody listening to the podcast, do you want to bear fruit? I think yeah. it's an obvious, well, of course we want to bear fruit. Duh, you know, right. what is fruit? Fruit is ministry. So, but it says you cannot, it doesn't say you might not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says you cannot bear fruit apart from me. That's right. So our number one goal, if we want to bear fruit, do you want to bear fruit? Yes, Dad, we want to bear fruit. Well, if you want to bear fruit, don't go try to bear fruit. Get intimate with the Father. Be. And yes, and you will bear fruit if you remain in Him. Man, that's good stuff. That is Honestly, really good. dude, one of the revelations I had, even as you and I were sitting here preparing for this, is, and I mean, this is a little hardcore, but we have this term called PK. Mm. And I'm an MK, you know, a ministry kid. You could call it a, a missions, a missionary kid or whatever. But uh, PK, MK, honestly, Josh, I don't think we would have. I mean, it's such a common term. It's almost scary because everybody knows what you mean when you say you're a PK. Most of the time, it's a derogatory term. Yep. It's a negative term saying well, you know, those PKs, they're usually really rebellious or they're, you know, we're praying for him. He was a P, he's a PK. Now, why does that come about? It's because there's this kind of known thing. There's this pressure, number one, for, for people who have parents that are in ministry to try to be something great or whatever. But uh, a lot of times what can happen, and I mean, I'm speaking... This is this is a challenge for me. Yeah. But a lot of times what can happen when you're in full-time ministry is you can put ministry first. Yeah. Right? And so you the reason we end up with PKs is because we have parents or a father or a mother who have put ministry over their family. Yeah. Let alone over like, you know, the, the things we always hear when we talk about this stuff is, hey, if you are a pastor or if you're a ministry leader, how many times do you read the Bible just to read it as opposed to reading it to prepare a sermon? Yeah. You know, we're always doing the work of the ministry. Like I've even tempted to do this, Josh. Uh, I'll lead worship at our church, um, you know, probably once a month and I lead worship all the time. So then I come down here to spend time with God. And I'll think to myself, well, I could do a little double duty. Like I could put on the songs that I need to learn for this coming weekend mm. and I can worship to them as I learn them. <laughs> and I mean, you know, great plan, Jeff. <laughs> just, go, just do it. I'm going to get a you know, double portion it, here. Man. I'm just going to spend time with God. But at the same time, I'm going to keep one eye open, one eye shut and Ooh. learn the lyrics to this song. And, and God's just saying, look, Jeff, if you'll just set all that aside. I'll help you with all that stuff. Yeah. If you'll just come to me first. And yeah. it's a challenge because sometimes I don't, to be honest. You yeah. know, uh, you know it, it reminds me of that Revelation scripture. Well, here it is, uh, man. Yeah. I got it right here. And I guess I'm just kind of shutting up here because I'm just, just over and over, guy, guys, I'm getting just touched by the Lord and, you know, uh, a rebuke. Mm-hmm. Even just with my own family, you know, I'm a, I'm a full-time missionary, but like... Yep. Um, I heard a speaker say, you know, your family will pay a cost for the gospel, but your family doesn't have to be the cost for the gospel. And so this is really hitting super close to home, you guys. And, but look at this and more than anything, even family aside, we've been talking that the goal, that the prize, the reward is him. Mm. 
the reward is not the ministry. The reward and the portion that we receive is God yes. himself. And look at this. Some t- I think like just for me, I continually have to come back to this. This is Revelation chapter 2, starting at verse 2. He says, I know your works, your labor. Wow. And your endurance. Your ministry, right? Right. And that you cannot tolerate evil. You have tested those who have called themselves apostles and are not, and you have found them to be liars. You also possess endurance and have tolerated many things because of my name and have not grown weary. Guys, there's a lot of people listening right now who you've, you've had your hand to the plow. You yep. haven't grown weary. You've been, at the, you've been at this plow for years and years, and you haven't grown weary. You proved yourself faithful. But I have this against you. And I think this is what the Lord would say to me even today. You've abandoned the love that you had at first. Remember, oh, remember how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. Mm. What's the work? It's knowing him. Yeah, it's the work of knowing God, yeah. not the work of the ministry, right. right? He's like, your first love should be the, f- oh, that's good. But then I'll just finish this up. Otherwise, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Mm, thanks for sharing that, Josh. Unless, really you re- unless you repent. That's really encouraging. I thought this was supposed to be an encouraging podcast. I don't... Is this encouraging hit radio? I don't want to talk about this right now. (laughs) Encouraging hit radio. Oh my gosh. I have this against you. You've abandoned your first love. Lord, bring us back. Yes, we repent. Bring me back, Lord, to my first love. Lord, to that place of abiding in you, Lord. God, we need you. We, we, this is nothing without you, God. It's just, it's just labor. It's just stuff. It's, it's grain. It's, it's, it's stubble and hay. Mm-hmm. And God, we need you to come and storm in and just bring us back to your heart. And uh, God, I think your hand is just waiting. And it's, it's you wanting us to, to come to you again. Yeah. And so God, we come to you in Jesus' name. Wow. It just reminds me that I think there's so many people that are listening that feel the heavy weight of ministry. Yeah. I mean, how many pastors' wives have you seen with tears in their eyes? Yeah. Who honestly sometimes can barely stand to sit and listen to the sermon. Yeah. Or kids who just want to turn and walk out. And and this is not bashing. I mean, I come from ministry family, mm-hmm. you know. This is this is the desperation. This is the cry of God's heart calling his people back to him. Do you want to reach the world for Christ? Come and Remain in me, be with me. So many people have the heavy weight of ministry on them. And and Jesus is saying, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Yeah. And if it's, if you're feeling the weight of ministry, then you're not doing the ministry I've called you to do. Hmm. Return to the light work, the, 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 the easy burden of the work that you read about in, yeah. in Revelation uh, chapter 2. That says the work is actually the work of pursuing Jesus, pursuing relationship, and then out of that stuff will flow intimacy. Uh, There's one other other scripture, and this is, hey, I'm sorry if this is heavy, but really the desire of this is to release you from that burden. I mean, I just want to say to you, I want to prophesy this, and I don't use that word lightly, but I want to prophesy this to you right now, that you do not have to save the world. 
You are not called to grow that church by yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not called to win the lost by yourself. You are called to be an intimate uh, relationship lover of Christ. And out of that beautiful place, he will do an incredible work of ministry through you to win the lost, to build a church, to do all the, all the things that he, uh, he's called us to do. One other scripture that I want to bring here, and this is, this is intense, um, but why not, right? <laughs> We've already gone there, <laughs> why so not? let's just go ahead. And, uh, this is from Matthew 7. These are Jesus' words, right? It says, not all, Matthew 7, verse 21. Not all people who sound religious are really godly. Now that's a statement <laughs> in and of itself right there. You put on your spiritual voice in the church. Good morning, everybody. It's great to see you on this Easter Sunday morning at four o'clock in the morning. God bless you. You know, <clears throat> Not all people who sound religious are really godly. They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter the kingdom of heaven. Oh, this sounds encouraging. Mm -hmm. The decisive issue is whether they obey my father in heaven. Now we keep going. Verse 22, on judgment day, many will tell me, Lord, Lord, listen to this. Here's the ministry part. We prophesied in your name, number one. Number two, we cast out demons in your name and we performed miracles in your name. Now, Josh, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there that don't even believe this stuff happens anymore. Right. <laughs> you know? But these are supernatural. Like these are works that you can't even do in your own power. Yeah, power gift. Like, yeah. right, mm -hmm. there's one thing to give a cup of cold water to somebody, and that's right. a good work. Yeah. Right? It's one thing to give some clothes to somebody who has no clothes, but we're talking about supernatural <laughs> works that actually happened. And I'm not yeah. even, we can't even get into theology of I know. how it's possible for someone to prophesy, cast out demons, work and miracles. Work miracles. Yeah. But look what this next verse says. Verse 23 says this, but I will reply, I never knew you. Mm. Go away. The things you did were unauthorized. Now, my version says that. Do you actually have it up too? Mine says, depart from me, you lawbreakers. There you go. Or you lawless ones. <clears throat> my version says, I will, uh, but I will reply, I never uh, yeah. knew you. Right. You, it says, yes. Says yeah. I well, never right? knew you, depart right? Yeah. And so here we are. We're back to our seeking, knowing, being, being. and doing. Yep. You never, what does he say? He says, you never, I never knew you. Yeah. So that speaks of relationship. Yep. So you did these works or you attempted to do these works apart from me as a branch who's not connected to the vine anymore. And I'm saying to you, if you do that and you don't remain in me, if you have no relationship with me, then I will say to you, depart from me. So you can see how he's differentiating here drastically between the importance of relationship, of knowing God and the works of the ministry. Like we could even go as far as to say, and I've prayed this, and I'll probably say it again on another podcast. I've prayed this right here in this very basement many times. I've said, Lord, if I fail at everything else, let me not fail at intimacy with you. Yeah. Because I realize now, number one, I don't want, I don't even want my motive to be so that if I have intimacy with God, then I'll do great works. You know, even that could be a trap because yeah. then you're seeking him for the wrong motive and all that stuff. I want to have intimacy with you, God, just because I want to have intimacy with you. Yeah. Period. But then I know because of what the word says that out of that will flow, we will produce fruit. Just like you read from John 15. 
right? Yes. So this, this highlights that concept that you can even do supernatural works of the ministry and still be excluded from the kingdom of God. Now who wants to arrive on their final day on earth and realize they've spent a lifetime pursuing ministry when God's call for us is to pursue intimacy. Yeah. I mean, that's challenging. Absolutely. So just in way of closing here, I just want to just kind of point something out here about what we read here in Revelation, you guys, is that Jesus, the Lord, is talking to these seven churches. He's talking to the Ephesian church in chapter 2. And this is a place, you guys, that in the book of Acts records that there were extraordinary miracles. You mm. bet your, you bet your bippy that they were casting out demons and healing the sick yep. and 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 it prophesying and yep. and uh, working miracles. And guys, I believe in that stuff. Yes. But what happened in that span, you guys? Of it, the Bible also says that all of Asia had heard the good news of Jesus in the span from the Apostle Paul to the Apostle John. There was a gap. And that there was a, a, a hearts were growing cold and they'd forgotten their first love. And guys, I'm just going to step out on a limb here. Wow. And I'm going to say that they had forgotten about abiding in Christ. Yes. They had forgotten about intimacy first. They'd forgotten about seek first and know him and then be and then do. I think just like me, how I struggle with it every day, like Jeff struggles with it. Yes. Just like you listeners are struggling with this sometimes is that we have become just like the Ephesian church. Yeah. And so, I don't know, just in closing, can we just pray that the Lord yep. would just awaken our hearts again yep. to just that first love, that yep. that that intimacy renewal in us? Because, yep. you know, and right before you, I'm going to have you pray. Yeah. Um, you know, the question is, again, do you want to, because we're not saying that you shouldn't help people. We're yeah. not saying you shouldn't help the orphan, the widow, that you shouldn't go and share the gospel. We know all these things. They're so important. Um but the question is, do you want to produce fruit? And we asked this earlier, but let's let's ask it another way. Do you want to help the poor? Do you want to set the captives free? Do you find yourself struggling with those things? Do you find yourself hit, banging your head against a wall? Could it be that there's a better way yeah. to do ministry? Could it be that the best ministry flows out of intimacy? In fact, supernatural ministry that you could never manufacture, that you could never write up seven steps on how to be, how to build a church uh, based on you know our our uh, human knowledge of how to do this, but it comes and it's born out of intimacy with the father. Yes. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, David Ferguson, uh, wrote a book about the great commandment principle and he simply challenges us and he says, look, we understand that we're supposed to accomplish the great commission, which Hmm. is to go into all the world and make disciples, right? From Matthew 28. We are, that's one of our main jobs as believers in, in Jesus, as followers of Christ is to, to fulfill the great commission. But the thing that we've got to understand is that the great commandment trumps the great commission. What is the great commandment? We know it. When Jesus was asked, what's the number one thing <laughs> that we want that you that, 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 that drives every other commandment? And he yeah. said, what? He said, to love, love the him. Lord your God with all your heart, your mm. soul, your mind, and your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. So there's an order of things. Yeah. And so the great, the beauty of all this is we're not saying don't do ministry. Yeah. We're saying 
do the ministry of seeking the presence of God first and out of fulfilling the great, as you, let's say that, as you fulfill the great commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you will fulfill the great commission better than you could have ever had you done it apart from him. Yes. Pray for us, Josh. Lord, just like what you said in Isaiah 61, it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to restore sight to the blind, set the captives free, yes, all these Lord, things. Yes, it begins with the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And so Lord, I pray that you, that's an intimacy verse. Lord, uh, we can't do anything apart from you, like the scripture says. So Lord, just fill us up today. And God, we want to know you so that we can, uh, we can be who you want us to be and so that we can do the works that you want us to do. But at first, comes with intimacy. And so God, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this Pure Worship podcast entitled Intimacy Before Ministry. There's no doubt we're all challenged by our propensity to want to be defined by what we do, hoping this will help us to be someone of significance. But there's no doubt that the scriptures work over time in order to raise a red flag concerning our need to steer clear of the stress of doing apart from God, all while encouraging us to put our whole heart into being close with God. Hey, we encourage you just to relax and make sure you carve out specific time to be in God's presence and just soak up his goodness in relationship. This, more than doing, is what we were made for. On the next podcast, Josh and I discuss the ever-enduring task of debunking the myth of worship being tied only to music. So, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on the next Pure Worship podcast.